You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and this is our review by Tanya. The haters always say, Tanya, tell the truth. There's no such thing as truth. Everyone has their own truth. I was the best figure skater in the world at one point in time. Call that a clean skate, for Christ's sake. Do not swear in front of the kids. I didn't swear, you cunt. Who's that? You two fuck yet? You need to see a wholesome American family. I don't have a wholesome American family. You skated like a graceless bull dyke. I was embarrassed for you. My entire life, I've been told I wouldn't amount to anything. You know what? Maybe I would. How do I get a fair shot here? We also judge on presentation. Suck my dick. I'm gonna need to even the playing field. I know a guy shouldn't even be saying his name. Derek. The press wanted me to be the pile of crap. I never did this. What is going on? We're with the FBI. They know something. What can you tell us about Tanya Harding? I don't know a Tony Harding. <laughs> Aren't you her bodyguard? When I was a kid, did you ever love me? I made you a champion, knowing you'd hate me for it. That's the sacrifice a mother makes. He cursed me. America. They want someone to love. They want someone to hate. I mean, come on! What kind of friggin' person bashes in their friend's knee? Who would do that to a friend? All right, everybody, you were just listening to the trailer for I, Tanya, and the story is as follows. Tanya Harding rises through the ranks of competitive figure skating only to find disgrace when her husband tries to eliminate her rival. The film is starring Margot Robbie, Sebastian Stan, Julianne Nicholson, Bobby Cannavale, and Allison Janney. It is directed by Craig Gillespie and written by Stephen Rogers. Joining me for this review, I have a very special guest, my dear friend, Mr. J.D. Duran from In Session Film. Hey, thanks for having me, Matt. I am super excited to be here. You, you didn't leave me any choice. You pretty much said I am reviewing this film <laughs> <Yeah>. with you. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> yes. I mean, that's good. That means you're very anxious to talk yeah. about it. Um, I am. And I, I'm very anxious to talk about it myself. I, I just saw this film last night, uh-huh. and I, I was very cautiously, uh, you know, I was a little hesitant because I had heard that there was um, splitting opinion on this film because, you know, it's depicting the lower class of America and uh-huh. it's not necessarily a light film. So it's not um, – it, some people may say it's making fun of them or it's holding a very bad microscope uh, underneath these characters and also, too – we have to remember that the media uh, has vilified many of these characters in the years since. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're, you're dealing in a movie uh, with unlikable people. And I guess, it's you know, with the vulgar uh, humor and what have you, some people have been turned off, let's say. Um, sure. I'll get to my thoughts in a minute, though. But let me hear yours first, J.D. What did you think of I, Tanya? 
Well, like you said, I was very anxious to, <laughs> to join you for this review. And if anyone listening to this is familiar with our show, they'll know that our review for this is already out there and they'll know that I am a big fan of it. But like you're saying, I wasn't exactly sure what to expect here because with the director, Craig Gillespie, he did Lars and the Real Girl, a film I really like. But outside yep. of that, he's mostly been a director for hire with Million Dollar Arm and The Finest Hours, which are fine mm. movies for what they are, I guess. Yeah. Um, but because of that, I had mild expectations going in. This is a story we had seen before. You know, biopics in a general sense have been very hit or miss the last five or six years. But we did hear really good things about this film coming out of TIFF. So I was excited for it, um, but like I said, I really, really love this film, and a lot of it has to come down to Gillespie's direction, which is very ambitious, and because of that, it's not going to be for everybody, but for me, I love the self-awareness that this film has of the chaos that surrounds this story and the absurdity of it, but also the tragic nature of it in terms of the emotional toll it had on Tanya Harding, um, and I really respect that meta approach here. It's really funny at times, and I loved how Gillespie used that to enhance these characters and to make them feel more attainable. And in that sense, I think this film is a far cry from the typical biopic drama that we usually get. It was really refreshing to see. There are times where we hear voice narration via an interview, and there are certainly conflicting interviews of sorts that this film bases its story on. And Gillespie will visually show us uh, scenes where you hear this narration almost as if it's like a reenactment in a documentary, except it's really not that simple or conventional. Gillespie is showing us these events to comment on the ridiculousness of the story and these characters. And there are moments where uh, characters will just look and talk directly into the camera to amplify that commentary or to help differentiate the reality of what happened versus what someone had just said in an interview because it, there was conflicting interviews. It, to me, it was very inspired filmmaking, and I love the energy that Gillespie brought to the sequences as well. Um, and at the same time, at the, and what makes this film truly magical to me um, is that Gillespie doesn't ever lose sight of the dramatic urgency here and the humanity underneath the lunacy. I think the film does a great job of antagonizing these characters um, in a way that plays into audience expectations, but Gillespie offers sympathy to them at the same time, especially Tanya herself. We come to learn why she's so rigid and coarse and sometimes oblivious, but also that skating is her passion and it's what defines her and that matters to her. And I think that duality not only makes her a well-rounded character, but it gives this film a pathos when we see how everything crystallizes in the end. For my money, it's one of the better films I have seen this year. And as I stated on our show, I think it goes to show that Gillespie um, has some real talent when he's not just a director for hire. Okay, we can all go home now. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, no, no, I mean, like, you hit on a lot of points that I completely am in agreement uh, with. Um, the only thing that you said that I don't agree with, okay, is the character of Lavanya, played by Allison Janney, okay, who 
I think is wonderfully played by Allison Janney. I think she's got really great zingers. I think that she's, you know, a volcanic, uh, you know, hellacious woman of fury. And she yeah. is just yeah. in your face. And, and, and that's that's the thing about this movie. This movie has like such an attitude of hold up the middle finger and say, fuck you. Um, <laughs> yeah. Gillespie is saying that with his direction, the writing saying that, the characters are saying that. Yeah. This film just has such a anti-authority i don't care what you think about me we're yeah. going to show you these people and yes it's going to be somewhat fictionalized yes there's going to be some contradictory stories and yes this story is so betra- uh so bizarre that it can only be true yeah you know it, it, it but the one thing that i did not buy and the only thing that like kind of upset me a little uh was alice and janney plays this character very one note throughout the movie mm. and I never got the sense that she was a fully three-dimensional character. Um, And I think the screenplay tries to make her uh, seem that way. You know, there's a scene near the end between her and Tanya, uh, but then there's um, a little twist to it that kind of robs it of that emotional uh, power. Mm -hmm. And then we're kind of just left with, yep, she's a, you know, complete lunatic and evil, terrible mother from hell. And Mm. that's all that I kind of got from that character. Um, before you comment on that, because I know you probably have something to say there, I will say that uh, the other characters, especially Margot Robbie, as you said before, um, and surprisingly, uh, Sebastian Stan, mm. I think they were excellent. Yeah. I mean, I cannot fathom why a lot more people are not talking about Seb- Sebastian Stan this Oscar season. It's probably because there are already narratives in place. Um, from early festival showings. Uh, maybe he's just not that big of a name yet, uh, but I thought that he was really, really great in this. And and Margot Robbie, I expected her to be great. Sure. Um, and I, I think she's phenomenal. Jenny, I think she's great too. I just don't think the character is written hmm. as... Um, to, to give her as as much of an arc or even so much uh, personality as the other characters. Yeah. Well, will we will differ in that is for me, Janny transcends what's there on the page. And as I argued in our review, I actually like that the film is very ambiguous when it comes to the Lavana character, when it comes to her background, because you're right. There are a lot of moments in this film where Lavana comes off as very crass and she's uncouth. She's crass. She's uncouth, very brutally honest. She's uncompromising. And that lends itself to some really humorous and amazing moments that I love in this film. Yeah, but I, definitely. But I do think that there are a couple of scenes in particular. I'm thinking about the diner scene or I'm thinking about what I'll just label the knife scene, uh, not to give away spoilers. And I think those moments go to show that underneath there is more to Lavana and her backstory, but the script doesn't have to give us any of her backstory in those uh, moments. See, now, the I way disagree. Is, I, I, need, I need to know why she is the way that she is. I, I didn't need it. Like the whole knife sequence, especially... Let me know. And the dialogue that is exchanged between Tanya and Lavana in that moment lets me know that Lavana has a very tragic and brutal past of her own um, that the script didn't need to tell me. It was all in the simple dialogue in the exchange there and in Janie's performance and her mannerisms, the way she comes across. And again, even though that that crassness in her character, it certainly lends itself to some 
levity here, but it also, to me, at times renders um, some pain underneath her character and why she is that way. I mean, I, I was able to read into her as being a mother that wants her daughter to succeed even if that comes at some great cost. And I think the reason she is that way is because she does have this past and she's wanting something of her own um, to kind of transcend, you know, where her past had been. And I think that's why she's so blunt about everything. I I don't think so because she doesn't even bask in her daughter's success, really. She never, like, turns to anyone and says, oh, that's my daughter. She never tells her daughter that she's ever really proud of her sincerely. I Mm. I don't think that there is... Uh, that transcendence there where she's kind of living through uh, vicariously through her daughter's success. You know what I mean? No, it's not necessarily in that regard as far as I never had this same opportunity. So I want Tanya to succeed in that way as much as to me, it was Lavana just has a very tragic past of her own, uh, a painful one. I think one could argue even physically. I think the film alludes to that at one point. And again, I think the knife scene is very, um, is good evidence of that. And, and I think in her own unique way, seeing Tanya succeed, I think is a way of giving her a little bit of peace. It's It's certainly not conventional by any means it's not you know a typical love that a parent would have for a child but i do think you know her very uncompromising nature comes from uh, a past that is is certainly nuanced and and the script doesn't lay that out and i appreciate that about it and i think janny in those moments for me gives me all of that I i think that's what makes her performance so striking here Okay. I mean, and that's fine. The good news is that we can move on from this and talk about everything else that's great about this movie. Because literally, that is my only complaint. I've got, I got no more. Um, let me first start off by saying this. Um, you know, your reaction, JD, and in a, you know, in your initial thoughts there. Um, yeah. That was exactly the reaction I was expecting to have when I came out of Itania before I walked into it. What I came out of Itania thinking about more than anything. Mm-hmm. is that this film caught me off guard and completely by surprise. And um, spoiler alert, it's one of my favorite films of the year because of this reason. The film is a, a commentary on psychological and physical abuse. Yeah. And it's told in three stages. Uh, and this is how the biopic essentially is structured. It's told in act one as a child being abused by her mother. Act two how she's abused by her husband, and then in Act 3, how she is abused by the media, the public, the audience, and it, and as she says at one point, us, directly. No, yeah, I, I completely agree with that, and I think you could argue that there's a level of abuse really in all three acts when it comes to the skating industry itself, and where she's having to always overcome expectations because people don't view her as being, you know, in that world. And I do, and I did find that to be pretty heartbreaking. There's one line in the film where, um, she's talking about Tanya Harding, but I think it very much plays into what you're talking about. But, 
or let me say that again. I, she's talking about Nancy Kerrigan, but I think it very much plays into what you're talking about. There's a line where she says, you know, regarding Nancy Kerrigan that she gets hurt one time and the world loses their minds. That was an everyday occurrence for me. And that's a heartbreaking line that we see visually throughout the entire film. And and it really does provoke a a visceral reaction in how it's all depicted. So I, I very much agree with you in that. You know, and there's many heartbreaking lines in this movie that really resonate with that theme as well. I have a couple of them written down here. Um, the fact the fact that she just wants to be loved. Yeah. This is a character that just, she wants to be loved by her mother, her husband, her fans. Yeah. And it's <laughs> yeah. like everything, This it's like this woman just can't catch a break. Yeah. You know? It, it is. And yeah. that was, and that, that works wonders. I mean, absolute wonders for an audience that's going to walk into this having this perception of who Tanya Harding is. Oh, she's yeah. the one that bashed in Nancy Kerrigan's knee. And it's like, well, hold on a minute. Yeah. Let's show you the full story exactly. of what happened, or at least, you know, the contradictory, bizarre, <laughs> you know, our version of the story. I agree. And people will say we're, 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 we're uh, humanizing villains, so to speak here. But, I don't know, man. Based upon all the evidence that's out there, and I did my own research on this, I mean, do I think she knew about it? I don't think she knew that they were going to attack her. Yeah. I mean, you know, did she plan to send a death threat? Sure. You know, could I understand why? Sure. But for the life of me, I think that she's uh, she's she's been a victim her whole life. Exactly. And I think that's the perspective and the context that the American public has been missing that this film aims to lay out there. And it does it in a way that allows for your own interpretation of these events. I mean, you could walk away still not liking Tanya Harding, but this film does offer context when it comes to, you know, what actually happened and Tanya's involvement in all of it. And even even the aspects of it where she is guilty like you're saying, there's there's more to the story as to why she became involved in the ways that she did. And it really boils down to she just wanted to be loved, but she's been abused her whole life by her family, her friends, her husband, you know, the skating world. Nobody had been supporting her in a way that a human truly needs. And that certainly had its toll. And I think that's what I find so devastating about the ending of the film, uh, starting with that. Uh, I want to say it was the the 1994 Olympics. There's that big moment that the, the marketing of this film has been playing up where she's looking into a mirror and she just cannot hold it together. There's a lot of... A pathos when it comes to that moment because of how the film had built up this perspective and the humanity in her character and what she had been seeking for. And then you get to that epilogue and she's talking about how America wants someone to love and they want someone to hate. And in her story with Nancy, she became a villain um, and, and something that she embraced for a little while. But when you look at it through the lens of what she was truly yearning for, that villainry that she was made out to be is is pretty heartbreaking in the end. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm with you on this. And, and she's amazing in that mirror scene and uh, the yeah. courtroom scene. Oh, my God. I mean, she's great. Margot Robbie just knocks it out of the park in this so much. Yeah. You know, the other thing I uh, wrote down here that just... Like this, this one little line about how every time she gets hit, physically, psychologically, by life, whatever it might be, she thinks it's her fault. 
Yeah. You know, and that that just resonates so much in terms of shaping uh, the mindset of who this character is really helping you to get into our headspace. And, you know, the voiceover narration plays into that as well, because there's a right way to use voiceover and there's a wrong way to use voiceover. Sure. But they really use it to great effect here, um, where when some people were saying, oh, this is the Goodfellas of, of ice skating. It's like, okay, I see why somebody would say that. You know, the kinetic editing style, the voiceover narration. It certainly has a Scorsese feel to it at times. And, and you know, I, there were maybe one or two moments where I felt like, okay, that was a little unnecessary. Uh, I remember there's one shot in particular where the camera glides like out of the house. And then next thing you know, it's like going down the road uh, for seemingly like 10 seconds or something like that. Yeah. And I thought that it was going to reveal something and it doesn't. It just cuts to something else. And it's like, why did I need to spend 10 seconds? seconds having watching that camera glide down the street like that and nothing mm-hmm. um you know but other than you know a moment or two like that i what i love so much about the way that this film is uh shot and edited is i felt like it was a visceral and very intense um Mm-hmm. Uh, it had a very visceral and intense impact on the senses of us allowing you to feel that impact and that, uh, you know, the, the idea of getting hit, you know, it's like the movie's just relentless yeah. and it's coming at you the same way that uh, these people would strike Tanya or a uh, drama would somehow, you know, chaotically just come into her life. Uh, and the film really, really just maintains that level of like, man, this film is just unrelenting, you know? It just yeah. keeps coming and coming and coming, you know, you know what I'm saying? No, I completely agree with you. I love the energy of this film. I love the editing structure, the music here. Uh, this film has a really great soundtrack that I enjoyed as well. I think all of that certainly Even though makes... it's predominantly not 90s? <laughs> yeah. Did that, did that throw you off too? I'm like, why are we listening to 70s music right now? Well, What's going uh, on? It didn't throw me off, but I, I think I was so immersed in the energy of the film and the style that Gillespie was going for. And I feel like in execution, he did such a great job that I was never taken out because of the musical choices and the performances. I think I was just so caught off guard by the, how the, the, the script here, the, the psychological warfare that's going on at times and how that plays into the film's meta commentary. I think all of that is so fascinating that, yeah. um, you know, some of the musical choices are, you know, certain, you know, some, there's some CGI in this film at times like that never took me out. Yeah, of the film. And, you could forgive CGI. It is, yeah, it is I an agree. independent film after all. Yeah. And I do think, um, given what this film is tasked to do when it comes to the CGI, I think they do a very good job. I think for the most part, it's very seamless. You know, one thing I argued for in our show, is that I, th- I think the makeup in this film is actually quite astounding for the kind of film that it is. Margot Robbie is in, I believe she's in her late 20s. So she's like 27 or 28 in real life. Yep. But when she's first introduced into this film, she's like 15 or 16 years old and you buy it. Like you believe her at at Tanya at that age because of the makeup here. Same thing for Sebastian Stan as well or with Alice and Janney as she gets older. Um, she certainly looks uh, much older than she actually is in real life. And and I think... Stop that. <laughs> sorry. But I think that goes to show how good the, the makeup and the aesthetics of this film are. There's a lot of attention to detail. Um, and while there's so much here going on from a character standpoint, a thematic standpoint... Uh, but Gillespie's direction with the makeup, the music, the editing, the the franticness of this film, it really makes for a, a, a full, full and very rich experience. 
And, and a lot of that is performance as well. I mean, you know, like yeah, I was saying exactly, before about yeah. uh, Janney, uh, Margot Robbie. What did you think of Sebastian Stan in this? Because, man, that character, he's so shy, so timid when you first meet him. Yeah. And I'm, think, and I'm thinking, because, you know, I, listen, I, I wasn't really of age when the 24-7 media news cycle that was, you know, covering the story was, you know, capturing America's uh, attention. Um, so I went into this with uh, a base level knowledge, didn't really know much about who these people were or anything. So I'm thinking, oh, okay, like he's playing uh, probably this pushover type guy. So when they, you know, cut to, you know, he's, you know, maybe beating the shit out of her or something like that. I'm like, oh, what? Like this guy, yeah. wow, like he flips on a dime, you know what I mean? And it was genuinely scary. I, I thought he was absolutely brilliant. He is very good. I think he gives a committed performance, something that I very much appreciated. And it's funny that of all the things that we're arguing about, and I wouldn't have expected this, would have been some of the performances here. Because you're you're much higher on Sebastian Stan than I am. I think he's very good. Don't get me wrong. Um, I was much more stricken back by Margot Robbie as we're talking about her, Allison Janney. I think she has a lot of involvement when it comes to what you're talking about with Tanya's guilt that she feels throughout the film. I think Janie is significant in that for the reasons I argued earlier. I think when it comes to the male performances though, Paul Walter Hauser, I'm not sure if I'm Thank saying you. that right, He is Thank you. amazing. He is so yes. good. And if you ever see real life footage of the character that he's playing, his performance is un canny you know, oh my god they play that footage at the end of the film it's and crazy my audience reacted <laughs> so hard to that they were like oh yeah. my god he's just like him yeah. you know it's so oh. good yeah yeah uh, he is uh the one member of the cast that not a lot of people know his name uh yeah. i think that he i think people should know his name after seeing this he is yeah so freaking funny in this movie oh my god every scene he's in it 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 got to a point for me jd while watching this where i thought to myself man with him stan robbie Janney, i don't know who's like the scene stealer in this and then that's when like the the light bulbs went off my head (laughs) and it was like this is the one of the best ensembles of the year everybody's knocking it out of the park i i I, I agree And, and it's interesting and i think that's what i love about this screenplay overall is that it is very self aware of of the chaos of the situation and the unique personalities that are very much involved. And, you know, when you see that character on screen, I believe the character's name is Sean. Um, he, he, he could feel like a goofball. He could feel like he's, you know, from another planet, but again, if you know the real life guy and who, and what that guy was like, this character is, it's not too dissimilar from the real life person. And the film just knows that it plays into that. And it certainly lends itself to some, some pretty uh, hysterical moments for sure. He's, he's amazing. The, the castle around, I agree with you. It's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. No, hundred, hundred, hundred percent. Uh, never boring. It's got, like I said, a tremendous amount of energy to it. All right. Uh, here I am, like, putting in my final thoughts on the film, and, mm-hmm. and I'm being a, a terrible uh, host here, and I'm not letting my guests go first. JD, final <laughs> thoughts on Itania. Uh, great out of 10, no 0.5s. I'm very strict about that. <laughs> okay. And 
any Oscar potential that you may see for this. Man, as far as final thoughts go, um, I, I really love this film. Like I said, I love the meta approach to this movie. I think it's very smart. Um, it's handled so well. Um, and for me, it's that balance, right? Like you, the meta approach to this film certainly lends itself to some great comedy at times from all of the characters. Um, but, at, but, at the same time, Gillespie never loses sight of the humanity that is driving this film. I think you can laugh a lot with it, and by the end, you're going to be moved by it as well, or at least I was. Um, oh, yeah. I was. It was just astounding how all of how great all of that is. Um, as far as Oscar potential, I mean, this is your baby. You certainly know more than me. I'll just say this. You know, we differ on Alice and Janney. I think she's very good. I think she transcends what's there on the script, I think. Oh, she is really good. I'm just talking about the writing for her character. I think sure. she's great with what she's given. Yeah, absolutely. And and maybe that's what I'm arguing is that there's not a ton to her character on the page. Again, something I appreciate. I, I like that subtlety and that ambiguity because I think Alice and Janney's is able to give you a very rich and well-rounded character in her performance, even though it's not there on the page. Um, and that to me makes it one of the best supporting actresses of the year. Now, whether she gets nominated or wins, I mean, you could certainly play, uh, play into that a little bit more than me. I, I do think it's oh, yeah. one of she'll the best. Be no, she'll I've be nominated seen. for sure. Yeah. Okay. If she wins, I'll just say I'll be happy. Now, maybe I'm rooting for Metcalf a little bit more, a tinge more. Um, but I think Alice and Janney's great here. There's, there's one line, sorry to extend my final thoughts here a little bit more, but maybe, uh, one of my favorite comedic moments of the whole movie, um, it comes somewhere in the second act or near the third act after the film had spent a lot of time establishing the relationship of Tanya and Jeff and the film cuts to Lavanya and she just says something along the lines of, well, my storyline seems to be disappearing. This is bullshit. <laughs> something like that oh that was so um, funny oh my god yes that was was great. <laughs> like other than bobby cannaval who uh had yeah. some of the funniest one-liners in the yeah. movie uh <laughs> that part when it cuts to her in the interview that yeah. that got maybe the biggest reaction oh yeah the whole movie. Uh, hilarious i love her. and Janny just makes that work uh love that self-awareness so yeah i love her margot robbie for sure will be nominated could win um love her in this film as well um, you can go ahead and tell me if there'll be any more nominations, but uh, mm. either way, I, I love this film. I'll just simply say that at the end of the year, there's a very, very good chance this will end up in my top 10. Okay. All right. Uh, so where does that leave you on the, uh, the 10 scale? Oh yeah. The 10 scale. Um, I'm, I'm hard pressed to give anything a 10. I try to only maybe do that once a year. So I'll give it a nine out of 10 for, for now, the more I sit on it, that could change. But for right now, I'll go nine out of 10. All right. All right. Sounds good to me. Um, this movie caught me by surprise. Uh, it's a film where I think the ends justify the means because yeah. I do think that there are a couple of things that can be nitpicked, at least yeah. from my point of view, as I clearly laid out in this. But the overall effect, um, the clever manner in which it tells its story um, taught me something new. Yeah. You know, that three-act structure and how it is all centered around this character who is abused, does not know why life is beating her down like this and then in the end she ends up getting involved in boxing you know yeah. of all freaking things I know. um the the great irony of that uh the film's final shot yeah oh 
I love the I love it so much. Like the imagery of it all. I think yeah. I think Craig Gillespie knocks it out of the park. As I was saying before, I agree. So does his cast. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this was and it was it, it wasn't over long. It was breezy. The energy was there. Man, I, I, I for all the crap I, I've given it on this uh, podcast review, I'm going <laughs> nine out of ten as well. All I, right. This is a uh, this is easily in my uh, probably my top ten. I would, to hear. I would say this year. So, um, yeah, I really, really, really enjoy this a lot. And I can totally, totally understand why uh, some people will not. I, I get that. Yeah. Oh, it's not going to be for everybody, for sure. No, no. It, it's very uh, upsetting at times. It's violent. Uh, the fact that it does have uh, comedic moments, you know, sprinkled throughout is going to make people uncomfortable about the violence. You know, and mm-hmm. we're seeing that uh, with three billboards in a way right now where sure. uh, some people think yeah. it's having a hard time handling the uh, drama and comedy balance. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I didn't have a problem with three billboards. I didn't have a problem with this either. Yeah. You know, so... I guess it never got to a point where I was ever personally offended. So yeah. I, I I agree. I think the 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 tonal shifts in this film are handled ver- very well. I won't get into three billboards now because I know you love that film. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, I think I Tanya handles that very well. As I've been saying, you know, since we started this review, I think that balance of being very aware of the situation, but knowing. Um, and spending a lot of time with the humanity of it, that the psychological perspective, the abuse you're talking about. I mean, this film is as concerned about its emotion um, and its and its themes as it is with its energy and style and its humor. And, and I think that balance works so great here. And before I get to the Oscar potential, um, I do want to just say one last thing. We're talking about abuse. We're talking about humanity uh, and the link. Uh, between two films this year uh, that also deals in abuse and humanity, uh, Novitiate is Julianne Nicholson, who is having a hell of a year with both that and this. So I just wanted to uh, give her some praise for being in both of these films. Um, I'm mm-hmm. glad that she's uh, starting to come back onto people's radar a little bit more, and hopefully that continues on with her career. Uh, Oscar potential, okay. Best actress Margot Robbie. I think that's a. I think that's a sealed deal. That courtroom scene will mm. do it for anyone yes. oh, that finds yeah. her character repulsive. I mean, that scene is just heartbreaking. It's devastating. I agree. It's terrible. Oh God. Anyways, um, <laughs> Allison Janney. I think it will happen. It's a very entertaining character. It's one that will play well. I think with audiences because pretty much almost every single line that comes out of her mouth is a zinger of some sort. Yeah. Sure. I never got that depth of humanity the same way I got out of like a J.K. Simmons and Whiplash, for example. Mm. But I could see the comparison between the two characters yeah. um, and how they are pushing their um, the, their, the, you know, in this case, it was Andrew Neiman, in this case, Tanya Harding to be the best and the yeah. methods by which they try to do that and, you know, the psychological uh, toll it takes on that person. So. I think there's a I think there's a way to uh, make uh, the comparison there, and I think it will also yield an Oscar nomination for Janney. Uh, best editing, I could see it happening. Okay. I think the film's uh, pacing, you know, in the way that it's just it cuts between the interviews, back to the story. Yeah. I th- I, th- I think it could happen. Uh, makeup could happen, if anything, for you know just the yeah. work that's done on uh, Robbie, Stan, yeah. and Janney. That's really all you need, you know? Yeah, for um, sure. But that category only has three nominees, so it, it might be tough. Sure. And I don't see it getting into picture. 
there was a time where I thought it could, but now that yeah. I've seen it, I, I don't think it's happening. And that kind of that that kind of that's it. I mean, I don't think Sebastian Stan's going to become a thing. I don't think original screenplay is going to become a thing in another year. It could, but this year is just stacked beyond belief. Sure. So I'm going to leave it with that makeup, editing, actress, supporting actress. I if it gets anything more than that, I will be shocked. Yeah. But this still is one of my favorite films of the year, regardless. All right. Okay, JD. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'll just say, uh, lastly, before we round out this uh, review, um, there could be a, a lot more nominations and wins for this film when it comes to the Incession Film Awards. I'll just lay that out there. Uh, <laughs> Little T, stay tuned for that in about a month uh, or so. <laughs> I don't know how the MVP Film Awards are going to shake out. I- I'm the first one on my team to see this film. So I have no idea how my staff uh, is going to react to it. So we'll see. <laughs> uh, I have yeah. a feeling there's going to be some divisiveness to oh, be yeah. sure because uh, it's not it's not a feel good movie. <laughs> yeah, it's a divisive film for sure. No doubt about it. All right. Why don't you tell everyone where they can find you online, JD? Yeah, you can find us at InSessionFilm.com. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook and Google+. Plus. Just search InSession Film. You can find all of our podcasts on all of the normal podcast platforms out there, including Spotify, where we recently got on Spotify, which was a lot of fun. So, How the hell did you get on Spotify? <laughs> Just luck, Isn't that I like guess. a year-long process or something? Like, it, Jesus. Yeah, it took a while for sure. So, hey, good um, for you guys. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure, to be honest, but I'm grateful for it. So uh, you can find us there. And again, you can find everything at our central hub, InSessionFilm.com. JD, thank you once again. You can find me online at Next Best Picture on all of the social media networks. Be sure to subscribe to the Next Best Picture podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Player FM, and also on CastBox, not on Spotify. Working on it. (laughs) We'll see how far we get with that. Be sure to leave us a review on iTunes. Nothing less than five stars is ever acceptable. Otherwise, I will come over and I will bash your freaking kneecap in. Okay, so yeah, five stars review itunes we're good we're cool awesome thank you so much for listening everybody we will see you all next time Hello, this is Gary Chahot welcoming you to check out the French History Podcast. Our main show covers the history of France from the first humans until present. If you liked Mike Duncan's The History of Rome and wanted a similar program covering the land of beauty, culture, and love, we are exactly that. We also host world-renowned scholars who have delivered guest episodes on their specialties, including 18th century pirates, revolutionary booksellers in 20th century Paris, the special friendship between the Marquis de Lafayette and Thomas Jefferson, and numerous others. Learn what you love and listen to the French History Podcast today.